Hey, this is Brad Biley, and you just found Insights, the most listened to podcast by recruiters and staffing owners who want to learn what's working in recruitment and digital marketing. If you're new to the show, here's what you can expect to hear. Every other week, Matt Lozar, Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing, and I, our Director of Digital Marketing, break down what's working for staffing and recruiting firms across North America. But Insights is not a marketing show. It's a show built to help you get more job orders and more applications. And whether you stumbled upon the show or you're here on purpose, we're glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we feeling this week, buddy? We're feeling good, Brad. How are you feeling? I'm good, Matt. Um, honestly, busy. If if I can yeah. summarize right now, this holiday season, where I'm at, busy. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, let me let me walk you through just the content that I'm tracking in in December. We you're on my calendar together for insights for like four episodes in December. Mm. We're launching a new podcast. Can't talk too much about it. That's gonna come soon. Tracking seven episodes in December. Hosting lunch with Haley on December 14th with some of the industry's top content creators. Fantastic episode coming up. I'm booked, man. And I love it. I thought December was going to be like, a, hey, let's just sit tight, maybe wrap some presents, ease into ease. Oh, and I, I already have on my on my radar like two or three speaking gigs in Q1. Ease into Q1, Matt. That's what I thought. Absolutely not. Sounds like you're going to hit the ground running, which, you know, we're running, we're sprinting. It's easy to fall into a lull at the end of the year because you're like, oh, January 1st, I'll start then. If you don't put the groundwork in now, um, your content isn't going to be where you want it to be. Exactly right. Your marketing and business plans aren't going to be where you want it to be. So i um, excited to hear all the, the opportunities you got and I'll know not to um, get on your schedule. Yeah. I mean, if you, you, you get a fast pass, right? Like a Disneyland fast pass. If, if you need to get on it, man, you know, you know, like the secret code to get to it. Um, but yeah, man, it's honestly going to be a really good month. I love the end of the year. You know that we've talked about that on insights a dozen times. I'm fired up mm-hmm. about it. Honestly, man, I'm super fired up about this show and this episode specifically. So what do you say? You want to get right to it? I'm ready to go. Open AI. What the heck is going on, Whew. Matt? I we we talked about OpenAI mm. and friends. If you're not familiar with OpenAI, really the organization, Matt, can we call it that oversees ChatGPT? Mm-hmm. Is that is that one way to to talk about it, Matt? You said let's talk about OpenAI and what's going on with their board, their leadership, in out, whatever it might be, Matt. I said I don't know enough about it, but you're going to get us there. You're going to give us sort of the high level what's going on with OpenAI. Matt, I might take out a pen and some paper and take some notes myself. Sure. It's, we'll be as much news reporter as we can here, but it's about a year since ChatGPT came live here, end of November, beginning of December um, 2023, when that happened. But before Thanksgiving here, um, CEO Sam Altman was out at OpenAI, and everybody's like, whoa, what the heck's going on? Um, and it was a huge revolt internally. All the employees were going to leave, and it sounded like over Thanksgiving, OpenAI was basically going to go away. And everybody's going to go to Microsoft. So when you listen to all these podcasts and read, OpenAI was found, the, the basis, the mission, which is key here, when any of your business, you got to be bought into the mission, was you know to develop AI, but be really safe about it. And now when ChatGPT came out you know, a year ago in 2022, and Sam Altman's been there, he wants obviously to monetize it, 
venture capital comes to play. People like Brad might pay for the premium version. All these little things are coming into play. And then nobody knows what happened, but there's developments happening in AI. And some people have used the word just, you know, a breakthrough, which could be AGI, um, computers thinking like humans, which is like the next step. We won't go down that road. A breakthrough came out and Sam Altman was out. And the nonprofit board kind of threw him out and all these other people. So there was a conflict of, okay, we want to have safe AI versus the business side. And that's really what happened in this like seven days of drama. And then he came back and the conspiracy theory in me thinks it was just a whole ploy to get more media coverage, which we'll never know. But that's what happened. So Brad's now going to give us how we can learn about this for marketing. Listen, there if there's one thing I know, I did not on January 1st, 2023, wake up thinking I was going to be all in on AI this year. If there is one thing I know right now on November 28th when we record this episode, it is that I cannot get enough of learning about how it's going to impact me today and how it's going to impact me tomorrow. Friends, if you are not at least toying with the idea of how can AI improve my professional and personal life, I'm 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 afraid for you, truthfully. I I cannot stress what this technology is going to do for us in a professional setting. Matt, I can't stress what it's doing for me in a personal setting. It is outrageous. Outrageous. And and that's good and bad, right? And that's that's sort of what you're getting at with the board thinking, okay, where are we going with this? Is it is it monetary? Is it free use? What are we doing? What are we trying to do? How how could we be safe about this, right? Obviously, I don't want to use AI to construct a bomb, right? But that technology exists. Like that's terrifying. But there's also so much good that can come from it that we're using on a daily basis. And and Matt, again, when I woke up January 1st, I didn't have this on my bingo card. I am in GPT probably realistically three hours a day at this point, all day, all day, whether it's for personal, professional use, all day. We think about marketing and AI and any tools, and we can think about this with social media. It's finding that balance about learning about it and using it but not becoming solely reliant on one piece of technology. That's where my thought kind of was with this whole, when the open AI drama was coming out and they said, ChatGPT might just be gone. The, the whole AI isn't going to be gone, but that tool could be gone. So then I started thinking about, okay, like when Facebook was really, really cooking five, seven years ago, and now it's not, you know, there's other options. It's just not as popular or productive. It's still productive, but not as productive as it was. How that's where I went to my head with this with, you know, it's another tool into business, into marketing. How do we make sure we we learn enough, you know, general macro versus micro? That's a phenomenal question. And, and I don't know that I, well, I can get us there. I mean, think about putting together a social media strategy or a content marketing strategy or recruitment marketing strategy, whatever it might be, digital marketing strategy. The 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 goals you have, the strategies you leverage, and then the tactics you deploy, those tactics can change day to day. Right. I'm I right now am married to Chat GPT, yes. It is the tactic and the tool that I am using for my AI usage. If it went away, I believe in the past year, I've learned enough through prompt engineering and and being strategic with how I'm using it that whatever platform popped up, whether it was BARD or something else, I would be fine. 
So, so my, my brain is, is okay, but the tactic might change. We've seen, Matt, you just said Facebook in and out, Instagram in and out, LinkedIn in and out. We're going to talk about LinkedIn a little bit. TikTok very in. That changes. The tactics you deploy can change all day, but the, the, the philosophy and the why you're doing what you're doing and the goal that you have, well, that'll always be true, right? And, and that's where I think we need to use it, or, or bring this back is what are we using AI for? How are we making ourselves more efficient, better, faster, stronger, whatever it might be? Okay, great. Then what is the tactic we're using to to achieve that? That's where we're at, I think, with this. It's it's just, you summed it up well. It's looking at the AI capabilities and shifting around as you need to. And I think, you know, Brad yelled at me before the show that I need to use it more, and I do. It's, it's on my radar here, like quarter four. I kind of let it settle out a little bit, and maybe I've waited a touch too long to really dig in, but now... I got to. And the end of the year is a perfect time to do that. Um, anytime is perfect time, but especially end of the year um, and gives you a way to, to hit that ground running next year. So that's where I think learning and just keep on thinking about it in the macro and then the micro, the tactics can help you still be successful no matter what um, piece of technology you're using. Friends, while we're here talking AI, I want to give you one use case that you can deploy this week. Kind of a bonus segment. Let's say you're prospecting. You're reaching out to prospects, you're reaching out to potential clients that you want to partner with. Use a site like GPT, use a site like Bard, paste in a couple pages of their website, have GPT or Bard analyze that company, learn everything you know about this organization. And then from there, ask it to give you seven exploratory questions that you might ask on your first call with that organization. Ask it to give you sort of the playbook of what you should ask on your sales calls. A great place to start, something that I've been doing frequently and somewhere that I could see you using GPT or BARD this week in your sales process. Matt, I got to talk about Snoop Dogg, buddy. And I know you saw the tweet. We've talked about it via text. We've talked about it in the group chat. We got to talk about Snoop Dogg. Friends, Snoop Dogg broke the internet and it was, and he fooled the internet and it was rock star marketing. If you're new to the show, Matt and I, every now and again, we talk about rockstar marketing ideas that we see outside of staffing and recruiting that we bring to this show to talk about so that the staffing industry, the recruiting industry can learn from it. Matt, this stopped me in my tracks. Dead in my tracks. Should I read the tweet? Snoop Dogg on... I don't have the date. Let's call it about a month ago at this point. I'm sorry. The tweet says, I'm giving up smoke. The graphic, Snoop Dogg, presumably praying, with copy that says, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. Signed, Snoop Dogg. Friends, we don't have to talk about it. You know what Snoop Dogg is into. So for the man himself to come out and say, listen, I'm done with smoke, broke, and I mean broke the internet, the amount of retweets, shares, comments, everything. I think the last I saw was like 46 million views on this tweet. Okay, great. Somebody is taking a stance against whatever. Okay. Then that was, uh, I'm sorry, November 16th. Then on November 20th, we get another tweet from Snoop Dogg himself. I'm done with smoke. I'm going smokeless with at solo stove hashtag ad. My man is just <laughs> becoming a spokesperson for a wood burning fireplace outside that doesn't produce smoke. Matt, the amount of brand lift that solo stove got from this 
singular, two singular tweets. Unfreaking believable, man. That is the best example of rockstar marketing that I think I've seen all year. Matt, talk to us. It was awesome. It was well done. Um, it felt organic for four or five days. Yeah. Um, that original post got 150 some million views and counting. So just a insane Unreal. amount. And I, it under, it's interesting because from a marketing standpoint, everyone wants to go viral and you can try, but it was just a really, really well executed marketing campaign. Did the company that came up with this and the product think it was going to be this big? No, they probably hoped it could be good. But it's just interesting that something was really good, well executed, simple. And it's been now I can't get away from it in my podcast. We commercials. It's you know what it is, Matt? It's pairing a huge influencer with a brand who has mm -hmm. just a, a good product innovation, right? The solo stove, my brother-in-law has one. It's incredible. Right. So, so friends, if you don't know, mm -hmm. don't know what it is, it's essentially an outdoor fireplace. You put wood in it, you light the wood on fire but it doesn't smoke. So if you're sitting around your fire, just enjoying a couple cocktails, whatever it might be, enjoying your Friday night, you don't go home smelling like a forest fire. It works really, really well. So it is a good product. The product stands on its own. But the thought of a marketing team getting together and saying, listen, who could we get to amplify this? If we're giving up smoke, if we're doing this, we're going smokeless, sort of just getting on this wave of just, we don't produce smoke, we're not smoking, we're not like going down this whole rabbit hole and saying like, holy crap. Snoop. <laughs> Snoop's got to give up smoke. Matt, it it just blew my mind. And, and what it was, and I know that first tweet, it doesn't mention the solo stove. So it's like they, they threw out this line into the water and they got everybody talking about just how Snoop is giving up smoke. You got sports podcasts, entertainment podcasts. They're talking about it on the news. They're talking about it on every single area of the internet. Just like, holy crap, Snoop's giving up smoke. And then they punch you in the face and they tell you what he's really giving up. And it's smoke that comes from a fire. Absolutely incredible. Friends, it challenges us to think outside of the box. We don't just have to say, hey, we're hiring. We don't have to say, hey, we have jobs available. We can think outside the box. Think about your product. Think about your service. Think about your brand name. Think about who you are. All of this. Solo Stove is now pushing the bar just a little bit further. And you can absolutely do that. This is Rockstar Marketing. Matt, you got something you want to say? I think it's... I think it's two points here, maybe a lot more points for, for brainstorming because if it was an internal team, if it was an external agency, whoever works with solo stove, um, they probably, you know, brainstorm what's the you know craziest people or who could we get? And like the pie in the sky, they probably never thought this could happen. So that's where you tie it back into marketing here for our audience. What's something crazy you could do different, you know, that, that works. What are you willing to tie your brand to that, you know, might be outside the box, get people talking in your local community or on, um, your social accounts and it doesn't be on social, just be anything you try. I think it's, that's where my head was at with this. It was super well executed. Like you said, with an influencer, it got coverage before the product announcement, like the Associated Press covered it. It was such a well done, simple, just social media content. That's not going to happen probably for anyone listening. But I think what we can learn is the takeaways Brad shared. I, my head's at the brainstorming stage um, and see what happens. There's also just the thought of, of partnering with influencers, whether it's micro influencers or 
I mean, there it's hard to think of a bigger name than Snoop Dogg when you think about transcending different generations, different cultures, different everything. Like there is Snoop Dogg. Maybe you could argue argue Taylor Swift or somebody else of that status, right? But you're talking about going across ages, demos, cultures, everything. Everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is. So yeah, that's that's hunting for what, what would it be like a whale or, or a purple squirrel, right? Hunting like that. Matt, I remember at our summer summit, their CEO had talked about why they partnered with Stefan Diggs. And they had talked about, well, one, they're about putting exceptional talent to work. Um, and I forgive me, I don't know the exact tagline, but I think it's exceptional talent or, or something along those lines. When you think about exceptional talent on the football field in Buffalo, we have Stefan Diggs. So it's a good partnership there. But their CEO, and I believe his name was Brian, if I'm remembering that correctly, Matt, and I'm, I'm sorry if y'all are listening and, and I'm not getting this 100% right. I'm trying to shoot off the shoot from the hip here. But he had mentioned how much business they've driven and applications they've driven because they're the staffing firm that works with the bills. They're the staffing firm that works with Stefan Diggs. And that lift is huge. And yeah, there's a hefty price tag that comes with getting Stefan Diggs as your spokesperson. But when we think about influencer marketing, there's a range, right? You can go solo stove, Snoop Dogg. You can go local. Who's an influencer in your local market? All the way down to who's a micro influencer. Who is though? Who are those two to three candidates who have a thousand followers on Instagram who could be your micro influencers? That is also something we need to be thinking about and something we need to challenge. You have to buy into the awareness, the impressions, and that's what the, all this does. Um, so if you're going down that road, I think we'll wrap up the segment here. That's that's really important to to understand and, and make sure. That's your mindset going into this um, type of marketing strategy. Matt, I have another piece of rockstar marketing for the, from this show. And we're going to talk about Stanley Muggs. And friends, you don't have to be on TikTok to probably see this example. But this is another example of social listening and rockstar marketing. So if you're unfamiliar with what happened, um, a girl, I don't remember her name, but she uh, was in a car accident or a car started on fire. Um, one way or another, her, her car was on fire bad. Uh, and she posted a TikTok video of essentially the car. She goes into the car, the, the fire is out at this point. She goes into the car, she pulls out a Stanley mug and she goes, but look at this. And she shakes the mug and there is still ice inside of the Stanley mug. Even though the entire car was just lit on fire unbelievable product, right? So again, much like the solo stove, the product stands for itself. She posts um, the TikTok video of how the Stanley mug retains ice, is still cold, even though the car that it was in was on fire. Their CEO sees the video or their marketing team, whatever, elevates it to the CEO. And he stitches a video together, which means they take the, a little bit of the first video and then put together a second video. And he says, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, Listen, we're going to send you a bunch of merch. We're going to send you a bunch of new Stanley mugs. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for trusting us. Oh, and by the way, we're going to replace your car. Matt, to date, um, this is at looking at it on the, the 30th, 36 million views on that TikTok. Social listening, their team, their CEO saw something going on, saw something sort of in social, acknowledged it, gravitated towards it, attached to it, and then ultimately did something about it. Incredible example of social listening. Matt? You nailed it. It's it's social listening perfectly. Um, I'm not on TikTok, but I was able to come across it then because you know Brad outlined this well, but then it got media coverage and it got into the local market. And that's where being 
having a really good internal process of social listening and seeing what's going on is step one. But then have knowing what to do after is super important. And we're not saying everybody has to go out and social listen and spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars on a car because yeah, the company Stanley made immeasurable amount of money by all of these views and coverage. And that's why they bought the car. He actually said in the video, their CEO said, this is the first time we're doing this and will probably be the last time we're doing this. Right. So he even addressed, listen, don't let your car on fire. We're not buying you another car. Like he was very, very clear. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. But the social listening is important. So it's it's great. Or excuse me. It's important to have a really good process in place for your social listening. Like, how are you getting alerts about your company being tagged or posts or comments and engagements, good and bad, um, so you can respond to the market and understand what's going on. You got to listen. And and friends, I'm going to break this down so simple as if you get an online review, positive or negative, you have to be responding to it. If you get a post on a Facebook uh, or a comment on a Facebook post, a LinkedIn post. You need to have some sort of system in place where you're listening for that and responding to it, engaging with these human beings who are leaving you feedback. Like Matt said, we don't need to be Stanley Mug and we don't need to buy every candidate a car. But if somebody leaves you positive feedback, maybe we buy them a a $50 sweater or a shirt or something. We give them a coffee mug. Maybe we give them a gift card. Maybe there's something we can do to go out of our way to say, listen, we appreciate you. We're listening. We hear you whether it's good or bad, and we're doing something about it. Matt, I got one more example, and this isn't in our production notes, and I'm going to throw it right at you, and I'm sorry. But I saw one last night on the couch, and I got to bring it to the show. North Face also had a phenomenal example of social listening. A girl posted TikTok about how she was wearing a weatherproof, rainproof North Face jacket as she's hiking. She is soaked. And when I mean soaked... You could tell her hair, obviously you can only see her jacket. Her clothes are soaked. You could just tell like she probably weighs an extra 30 pounds because of just how wet everything is, right? So she goes, North Face, um, if you're listening, send me a new coat. Meet me here. That's where I'll be. I'll be the one who is soaked, right? And then she says, you know, weatherproof my whatever. So North Face posts a stitch of the video They show somebody running to a store to go get a North Face coat, getting into a helicopter, meeting on this trail, and there's a random girl standing there. It's her. The guy gets out of the helicopter, throws a jacket at her, and gets back into the helicopter and leaves. Now, friends, that's obviously a little stage, right? The initial video, probably not so much. She really was soaked. But the reaction was staged where this guy is running in to get a jacket, (laughs) charters a helicopter gets on it, throws it at her, doesn't even say anything, just gets back into the helicopter and leaves. But friends, it's social listening. It's saying, listen, somebody is talking about our brand and it's getting momentum. We need to do something about it. And what I hate to see is as an industry, we can't even take the 30 seconds to respond to an online review or a Facebook comment. We need to be listening and we need to be engaging with individuals, candidates or prospects. Matt, I, I threw that one at you. Have you seen that before? I have not. Um, wild, right? It is wild. I'm sure. I hope it's like C-level film production where they're jumping in and throwing all that. But anyway, um, I, I it underscores having that process in place. That's what I'm hearing. Like, yeah. They have it in place yeah. on how to listen. You're talking about responding to reviews and comments and engagements. Carve the time out every day, whoever it needs to be, to do that. 
and then have the process in place to monitor, to engage, and then elevate or bring ideas to other people internally if that has to happen, if you catch the unicorn um, and something crazy happens. So that's what I'm hearing with this. And it it's easy to ignore social listening until it becomes a problem. So that's where it's vital to keep doing it and being as proactive as you can to a reactive situation, but being proactive in, in really looking at everything that's going on. I love that. And, and just to have one more comment here, think about what happens to North Face if this gets a couple million views and their weatherproof jacket, rainproof jacket, really isn't weatherproof and rainproof. They now have this sort of black cloud above them. Actually, really good analogy there, speaking about the rain. They're getting in front of it. They're addressing it. Like Matt said, who can you empower to make these decisions? Who can you empower on your team to say, listen, you're allowed to spend X if you need to, or you're allowed to say X if you need to. We have to have the courage. We have to have the process. And most importantly, friends, we just got to be human. We got to be listening and we need to take control of everything that's said about us online. All right, Matt, last segment, bud. Four for this show, which is fun. I'm having a good time with this one. Matt, I posted on LinkedIn. Let me see here. I got the data in front of me. In the month of October, 22 times. Um, As a strategic sort of what's working, what's not, what can we bring to the show? So in the month of October, I posted 22 times. Here's what I learned. Over the month of October, 22 posts, 217 total engagements. So likes, shares, comments, and 16,008 impressions. Appreciate the eight of you who got us just past 16,000. 22 posts, 217 engagements, and let's call it 16,000 impressions. Pretty good. I'm happy with it. I thought it was a good test. Um, now friends, the, the, there's some caveat here, right? I am connected with about 10,000 people. Take that as you wish. Now, Matt, I want to get into the top performing and the worst performing posts. So your special day, bud, you want to start with the good or the bad? Okay. The top performing posts were insert drum roll here, three images that I posted on LinkedIn. Throughout the month, I posted images, videos, links. I shared some stuff from the Haley Marketing account onto my own page. I really gave it a good, good, honest sample. The top three posts in terms of impressions were images. The first was a side-by-side picture of myself speaking. So Matt and I have done video content for what feels like forever. The first picture was what our setup used to look like at the Haley Marketing office. Uh, The second is a very current picture, what it looks like now. That had 3,400 impressions. The second top performing post was an image. Matt, nothing work-related. It was an image of me squatting in the gym, hitting a new PR. And the third was an image of me and Steve Gibson at NAPS, Uh, just over 1,000 impressions. So the top three posts, images. Want to hear the other side? The the worst post of the month, just sharing a blog link. No copy, no nothing, just a link to a blog article. Grabbed the link, shared it. 147 impressions. Second worst, sharing a YouTube link to the show. No copy, no nothing, just a link, 225 impressions. And the third was just sharing a company update. So I went to Haley Marketing's page, grabbed something, shared it over to my page. Again, 
No copy, no reaction, no nothing, just the share. 244 impressions. And then Matt, in the middle, is pretty much all of the video content that I shared throughout the month. So uh, 12 different videos throughout the month. Matt, you're the data guy. What's that saying to you? Data guy who's a visual learner and just heard everything through the ears. <laughs> so we're going to do our best here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I hear what we've probably said on this podcast countless times. The Well, two things. One, good just organic content works. Like your three top posts um, weren't forced. Just good content um, to get people to engage. The other one that we've said a lot is content that kept people on the platform performed the best. That's we've seen that forever with started with Facebook, um, especially now it's on LinkedIn because it's become more of a social network. I feel like than a professional connection network at times, which is a separate conversation for a separate day. I called it the modern MySpace a couple shows ago. You did. It's the images were the top three. There was nowhere for people to go. Correct. Once they saw that image, just an image, no link, no nothing. Actually, it, if I can interrupt you, none of the videos, none of the images had links. Only links were the ones that I really articulated. So any of just the images, just the videos were just content that stayed on the site. They just, the platforms want you to stay on there. And that's because that's how they make money. That's how they monetize themselves. So that's, that's what we're hearing. So from you, Brad, podcast partner, what do you think in doing this exercise for an extended period of time and looking at the data? What's your takeaways? First is that you still need a wide range of, of what you're sharing. I see that the outliers are images of myself. Okay. But I still generated on average six to 700 impressions and good, good amount of engagement on all the videos I shared. We need a good, healthy mix. What I'm seeing about the links are if you're going to share a link to a blog, a YouTube, a podcast, whatever it might be, you need some sort of commentary. Just posting a link is not going to be good enough anymore. It's not getting elevated. It's not getting pushed. It's not getting the impressions it deserves. You need to have a voice associated with what you're sharing. People want to hear from you. And and Matt, you sort of started articulating this with the, the personal sharing, the images, the videos. I think that's my biggest overall take is, is people are coming to LinkedIn and they're sort of subscribing to me. And, and I'm not saying I'm a, an influencer, but in some regard, I can probably say that I'm a micro-influencer. My, my takes and my thoughts and my comments are probably important to a few people, right? So much so that they come for the content, they hear the show, they learn about marketing from us every other week. They, maybe they see some webinars that I've done, some talks, but then they stay because they, they care about me, which is kind of cool, right? The, the top posts that I shared were side-by-side -side progression pictures of our recording setup. It's a picture of me and Steve just at the booth at the conference. And it's a picture of me squatting that has nothing to do with marketing. The people that are seeing it, the people that are engaging with it care about who I am as a person. So first off, I appreciate that. But second, it's, it's saying, listen, we don't just have to use social to sell. We don't just have to drive applications. We don't just have to drive orders. We don't just need to drive people to our, our content or, or this or that. We can put the social back in social media. We can be human. We can we can just be us. And people, as a byproduct, will subscribe to us anyways, right? We had a huge lift in the podcast in October. We had great success on our lunch with Haley's. We had great numbers on the show. 
I'm not posting links to those things, but people are still aware of what's happening and it's all working because of that. Anything else, buddy? I think it, it, something else, every post has a purpose. You didn't say it here, but it needs to have that. And just, you know, what can you be that influencer in and or micro influencer? And why, why do people want to go to you? That's how I try to tailor my LinkedIn content. Um, you know, I live in the job advertising space. So what do I see in job advertising? What am I hearing from clients or companies we're working with, not working with? What are we seeing outside of staffing and traditional HR? It's that's where I think I focus mine on and get the most engagement. Um, and probably also stems back to where some just text posts were my most performing ones because they were informative and they didn't take you anywhere. So that's where I think having a really nice plan, understanding the platform, um, and, and building an audience that respects what you're saying and not just saying something to say something, um, leads to the best results. Let me stay on that wave. So, so being sort of a voice on a topic, Matt, I, I bring this and we've talked about this before, whether it's on the show or offline whatever, or off the show, whatever it might be. Take sports, for example. The Bills win 10 to 7, okay? That's the final score. You can get that score in a million different places. A million. Literally a million places can tell you who won the Bills game on Sunday, okay? I care about Matt's take on the Bills. I want to know what Matt had to say about their performance, their offense, the defense, whatever it might be. So I go to Matt's show. I go to Matt's Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it might be. I listen to Pat's, Matt's podcast, his YouTube, whatever it might be, because I care about what Matt had to say about the 10 to 7 victory, okay? Friends, even in staffing and recruiting, let's do that same that same exercise. Anybody can talk about how to find your next job. Everyone can talk about BLS data. Everyone can talk about what's going on right now in the economy. What do you have to say about it so that candidates or prospects say, you know what? This is going on around me. I need to know what Matt thinks. Matt, you were going to say something. I, it's, this is super interesting, and I'm going to try to tie it together with sports and staffing, but because there's so many outlets for where the information comes from or where jobs get posted, where games are displayed. People aren't loyal to those sources anymore, especially the younger audience. They were talking about this in, in a podcast, actually to a sports, you know, many years ago, this is, you know, there was three channels on your TV, right? Or they just had the football game or the baseball game or whatever your TV shows right at night. You didn't have all the streaming options. It was, if it was TJF on this or the only eighties on NBC, whatever. Now you can get that information anywhere, but where does the valuable information come from? That's what you're trying to say, Brad. And it's interesting. So where can, as a staffing firm, you build that, ha, just build, but have that voice be shared so people have to come to get the information. They don't have to go to the newspaper to get the job anymore. They can go to any job site that it's on and they're going to go to your website to apply or the 27 aggregators that has it. But what is the differentiation you can do as that company to make the connection with the candidate or now that it's on the job order side, the um, potential new business? You know, I was listening. I, I feel scatterbrained a little bit, but it, it's all on the topic of influencers and, and sort of having this thought process. I was listening to a podcast with a rapper I really like, um, and he was saying, you know what? I don't, I don't want to be Post Malone status. I don't want to be Taylor Swift status, but I have 10,000 people on his own version of what would be like an OnlyFans. I have 10,000 people who give me $9.99 a month. 
And that's a pretty good living when you multiply that by 12. So 10,000, right? Like we, I think as a society want millions of people to see us. We want, we want the solo stove example, but what if you were just an influencer to a thousand job seekers in Buffalo, New York, 500 job seekers in Buffalo, New York. What if you were such a micro influencer that if somebody had to know about what was happening in the hiring landscape in Buffalo, New York, they knew they had to come to you instead of anybody else. The impact that that would have on your business. We need to almost stop thinking about this ginormous, I want to go viral. I want to be all things to everybody. Matt, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't want a million people to listen to this podcast, but if we can get a thousand people, I mean, I know the numbers. So if we can get maybe a little more than that to listen to us every single week, that's good enough for me, man. And that's a hell of a journey. And that's a hell of an accomplishment and adventure. Uh, it's going to be a little more than a thousand because we're already there. But that's what I'm getting at, Matt, is it, it's the exact same thing, right? Everyone can get data. Everyone can get the outcome. Everyone can get the, 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 the what happened. What are you saying about it? And that's what this data shows, man. So we went from LinkedIn to sports to rap to solo stove to Snoop Dogg to Stanley Muggs to North Face on this one, buddy. What do you got? Give us one more takeaway before we get out of here. Don't have any takeaways. I wasn't expecting to go down all these roads. The last 10 minutes were just a free-flowing conversation. I feel like that used to be in the intro, if it still is, or in the outro. Um, and that's kind of where where we came to. So um, a lot of great, awesome examples from outside staffing recruiting that we can learn from. Um, I haven't had some of those in a while, and sometimes they just, they just came in a really quick um, burst here, here in the end of 2023. So cool to talk about them, cool to see them, and just understand why they're working and what we can learn from them. Man, that was a fun one. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we'd love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. If you have a question for us, like you could tweet us at Haley Marketing or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can message info at HaleyMarketing.com and be sure you tell them that your friends at Insights sent you there. If my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.